You can relax now. The government can't shut down again until September. What? You're not reassured? For many federal employees, the mother of all shutdowns produced a permanent sense of uncertainty. Leaders and line employees alike, though, can do certain things to stay confident through uncertainty. Joining me with his list, federal management professor Bob Tobias. And Bob, I guess maybe we should call you Professor Heisenberg now that you are dealing with the uncertainty principle. Well, this idea of uncertainty um, is one of the most coercive feelings in the workplace. Uh, when I feel uncertain, I, it's difficult for me to focus. It's difficult for me to engage. It's difficult for me to be productive. And the first step in dealing with uncertainty is to say, I am anxious. I am fearful. And I have to manage those emotions so that I can become more productive and I can become more engaged. And who do you make those admissions to? Just yourself? Or is it okay to maybe tell colleagues or your boss? Well, I think it's, it's important that you communicate um, with trusted others. It could be a boss. It could be colleagues. Um, it could be relatives. Because stoicism is not helpful. When I'm feeling stoic, I often feel resentful. So I transfer my fear to blame of others. There's also the phenomenon that when you do have those thoughts or you think something is amiss or you often find that in talking to the people involved, you were factually incorrect and it's really not so bad after all. You could be factually incorrect, but certainly that can be helpful. But also asking others who are feeling the same way is incredibly helpful. And so once I've acknowledged my fear and my uncertainty, I can start to be proactive. I can update my, um, my resume. I can scan the market to see if there are other, other options. Because even if I don't choose to go somewhere else, the idea of having an option gives me confidence and helps me get out of this feeling of uncertainty and fear. And focusing on what I can control is also really, really important. And what I can control is the work that I do. So I can control it. I can focus on it now. And um, focusing on the things that are the anchors in your life, your family, exercise, also are helpful. Well, let me just so, stop you for a moment there. Let me ask you, I remember when we spoke during the shutdown, you were having difficulty getting enrolled students into the key executive federal leadership programs that you that you teach in. Now they have returned, I presume, I hope so. And if that's the case, is this the kind of thing you're hearing? That is to say, are, are people uncertain and are they looking at resumes and renewing contacts and seeing what might be out there? Well, Tom, I'm, I, I, unfortunately, I have to report that over the, over the shutdown, I had occasion to speak to 27 former key graduates, all of whom are superstars in the federal government, all of whom contacted me to ask how they might leave the federal government. They were the saddest conversations that I've had with, with, with key graduates. And they were looking because they had families, because they had obligations, and they didn't see this uncertainty mitigating in the future. They just saw it as a perpetual tactic and one they couldn't 
stand. We're speaking with Bob Tobias, professor in the key executive leadership program at American University. And yes, even though the second shutdown was averted, it's only a few months till this talk is going to renew again for the 2020 fiscal year. So I think what you're saying is fair that uncertainty doesn't go away just because of the last budget deal and the 55 miles of wall. It does not go away. It, it's it's It feels like, it seems like that it's going to be a permanent tactic. I mean, there have been discussions about shutdowns in the past and they've occurred, but they've been short. This time, uh, federal employees were clearly the pawns. They were clearly in the center of it and they clearly took all of the uh, the brunt of the of, of the pain and loss of loss of income. So I can't see how it won't be used again. All right. Let's continue with your list of what people can do, at least to get through the uncertainty. I think the last one was focus on what's currently certain in your life, your anchors, your family. If you have a routine for exercise, I guess hobbies and activities come into play here, too. Doing something in the community is also important. And also, uh, finally, I would suggest, Tom, what if? If I can say, well, what if there is another scenario or another uh, shutdown? What might I do differently than I did the last time? Can I plan for it? Can I help my family prepare for it so that I feel more in control? Perhaps one thing people could do would be maybe take a new financial approach and put a little bit more of those rainy day funds away. Exactly. I mean, having uh, cash on hand to handle emergencies is always a good thing to do. But now I think it's imperative for federal employees to have savings on hand to manage through a shutdown. All right. So now here it is in the end of February approaching. And then what is it? March, April, May, June, July, August, six months until shutdown talk will renew. Uh, what, what's, your, what's your final words of wisdom? What should people be doing now? Two things, um, essentially, Tom. First of all, acknowledge your fear and then take action to mitigate it. That's the, that's the key. Uh, taking actions to mitigate the fear, the legitimate fear that I feel that I'm not going to be able to provide for my family because of a shutdown. So now that I know that, what am I going to do about it? And there are options to, to, uh, to pursue a new job, um, saving money for the future, being involved in the community. That those are all positive actions you can take to mitigate the fear that's ever present. Now, you and I have both lived through shutdowns going back to the Clinton administration. That was the second longest, I guess. And now we've had what seems to be impossible to exceed as a record. Has this changed the curriculum or has it changed what it is you're teaching people in the executive leadership program? Because the unthinkable has become, well, it did happen once. Um, it has. As, as students have come back into the program and we've, um, you know, we restarted after the shutdown was over, several hours in the first day back is all around what it felt like to be furloughed, what it felt like to be invalidated as an important part of the governance system, what it felt like to not be able to pay bills, what it felt like to have to borrow money to survive when um, these folks assumed that they would be able to stay employed so long as they did a good job. Bob Tobias is a professor in the Key Executive Leadership Program at American University. As always, thanks so much. Thank you, Tom. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One.
All I want for Christmas is a DWI. Yeah, said no one ever. Impaired driving kills the holiday spirit. Drive sober, drive smart. Extra enforcement now on Minnesota roads. A message from the Minnesota Department of Public Safety. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.